This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by... Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Welcome back to another edition of Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dustin. Y'all know me. What's up, everybody? Uh, glad to be back. Uh, booking along this year. We had a little recap show to kick off the year of uh, you know what was going on in 2021. Um, 2022, starting off with a bang with uh, less time for me on the water. Uh, we're currently in an outage at work, and uh, that's limiting my, uh, my time in that plastic boat. So... Uh, with that, uh, we're going to kick off this episode. We're going to bring on our guest. We have Rashad Walmack. Everybody calls him Mac. We're going to bring him on in here and uh, and, and get y'all introduced to him, man. What is going on tonight? What's up, bro? What's up, dude? What is yeah. up, man? Oh, yeah. Got some Northeast Jack, Northeast Florida boy in the house tonight. Dude, That's what I'm talking about. Duval. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, stoked to get you on the show, man. You're um, you know, Normally bring everybody on and just uh, give a quick backstory, you know, a rundown, introduce yourself, tell everybody uh, your name, where you're from, you know, kind of give a backstory, how you got into fishing and what led you into that plastic boat. All right. My name is uh, Rashad Womack. Everybody calls me Matt. Um, I got a YouTube channel. Uh, go by the Plastic Boat Boy. Um, so basically, I'm, I'm not from Northeast Florida. I'm from Virginia, Newport News, Virginia. So um, my family is a long line of fishermen. So, uh, you know, fishing has been around since, you know, for me, since I was able to go ahead and fish. But I really started getting into it. 
I, I want to say when I got here to Florida, <laughs> I really yeah. dug in. Uh, but back home, we surf cast, uh, 12 foot rods are better, uh, throwing eight ounces of leg across the pier, chasing cobia, uh, bull reds, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, so and I, now I was is it, uh, Norfolk, so Virginia Beach area, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. I got a buddy stationed there. We we visited there before, and I've, I've served some surf contests up there, and he, you know, had some good times up there. In yeah, show me how to surf, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's some ways in Jacksonville, man. Mayport, the naval base. I hear Jacksonville. I'm just joking. I'm, I surf. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna, my, I'm gonna surf that plastic boat. That's what I'm serving. <laughs> yeah, shoot, yeah, man. So, Virginia yeah. grew up there, surf casting. Yes, sir. And then uh, came on back and then relocated down there, relocated to Florida. Yeah. Really, yeah. like, put you back into it, huh? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Got to putting together patterns and figuring fish out, and you know. And definitely made a, a pastime of it. More, more, more than a pastime, it's almost like it consumes most of my time. So I love I can, it. I can definitely relate to that. I know you can. Because <laughs> I did. I grew up I grew up surfing, like Eastern Surfing Association, surf contests. Uh -huh. I skated skateboard events. I had sponsors in that, in those fields, like okay. working with surf shops and being on their team and then kind of getting hooked up. And, and that's kind of what, you know, and I fished. I fished my whole life myself growing up in yeah. southeast Georgia. Down there, there's always farm ponds. There's always golf course ponds you can sneak onto and catch uh -huh. some good fish. And then there's the... You know, there's bridges to fish off of, plenty of piers yeah. and access. So it was just like, it was just, you know, my uncle's fish, my dad fish, my grandpa. They always would take me too. Um, so it was just like looming that it was going to full circle back to me to really get back into it again. Because when I was a kid, that's all I wanted to be. I said, man, I want to be a Bassman. I want to fish Bassmaster Tour. I yeah. watched Jimmy Houston every morning. I watched him dance every morning. be rolling Martin. Then there's some guy from Jacksonville that, they had a show. I would watch him. He always be on Robin Reservoir throwing shiners, catching big old giants, dude. Oh, C.A. Richardson. <laughs> There's a couple of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a, you know, it was always part of my life too. Growing up, you know, yeah. go fish, catch some, have some fish fries, and all That's that. What it is. That's yeah. what it was for me. It was a fish mm -hmm. fries. Mm -hmm. My I family like loved to eat fish, bones and all. <laughs> I eat the tail, the crispy tail. Oh no, man! No. Fish. <laughs> man, the throats on the redfish. Some, some cheese grits. Oh man, yeah, I got. I, I could eat all day. Man, I could talk about food. I just like, yeah, I'll make the paint fall off the walls, man. Come on. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I weigh three hundred fifty pounds, man. I ain't get this way by not not eating. You know what I mean? I love food too. <laughs> so what what led you down to the uh, uh, Jacksonville area, Northeast Florida area? It, it was it was kind of strange, man. Um, see, my uncle he fished. It's really what got me in the fishing or kept me in the fishing. Uh, they did a family uh, vacation here every year. Orlando, they would go. Um, I wasn't for Disneyland and all that stuff like that. So I would come and I would head to, to Sebastian's Inlet and mm -hmm. fish for like three days. And it, I took a beat in there, man. The sun tore me up. The fish didn't, didn't love me. Uh, and then I took off to Clearwater to a Skyway Pier or bridge. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I would fish, every time I come, I'll fish that. And I say, you know, why am I driving down here, you know, once a year to, to try to get on these fish? Uh, so I had an opportunity to come to Jacksonville to visit. And and that's when, you know, I started looking at places. Uh, my job said I can transfer. I was got to, you know, find an opening. Somebody accepted me. I just, I, it was like fast forward, boom. I'm like, hit it. Like, yeah. So yeah, but I've been fishing ever since I ever since I got here, dude. Every weekend, just about 
figuring it out. Man, and how long you been in the area now? I, it's been about eight years. Eight years. Oh, yeah. cool deal. Yeah, cool deal, man. Man, that uh, that area is just there's so much. It's vast. All the coastal uh, creeks and and uh, you know feeder creeks and river systems, and then there's you know there's there's great bass fishing down towards yeah. Alaska, St. John on St. John's, all the Orange Lake, Crescent Lake, Robman, all that good stuff over there. And then yeah. you got all that stuff down towards St. Augustine, Guana, Tolomata Reserve, all that good yeah. stuff, man. There's some giant yeah. trout in there. You know, uh, I'm gonna make it over there. I'm, I'm gonna have to get up over there. Oh, there ain't no trout in there. Nah, I don't. <laughs> nah, I don't know what y'all talking about. Dang, man. Yeah, I, ooh, I had got me a good one last uh, week before last, right yeah. before I went started that turnaround. I got me a 27 and a half. Um, uh-huh. uh, just set up perfect. Uh, we just had a. I just had an article come out today in one of our local. I just read uh, that magazines yeah talk about daydream and that's all i've been doing staring at a computer screen daydreaming about that way that fish come by the water and throw their exactly. head <laughs> exactly. yeah man well, you know next time to put it on oh yeah i'm gonna yeah. be all over it so um once you got relocated and you got down here and you, you were fishing more areas and all that what what got you in that kayak though what was that Again, it's the same as everybody else. Just want to no, branch out and have more area, or oh yeah, I, I guess so. I I sat there on the bank and I was fishing. Mind you, I'm tearing the trout up. Like I'm yeah. catching trout left and right. Nobody's business. I look up and I see dudes hopping on the kayaks, pulling their stringers out. They got the, the mixed bag. They got you know yelling about the PB and all that stuff like that. So I mean, nothing's wrong with bank fishing at all. Yeah. But you know, at some point, that landlocked mm-hmm. um, type of fishing. You, if your luck runs out, it's it. The fish want yeah. to. If the fish make a move, you can't move with them. You got to wait until the conditions are back right again. <clears throat> so I, I would say where I'm from, no, <laughs> nobody kayak fish. It took yeah. a lot for me to step um, in uh, Black Creek Outfitters. I don't know if you heard about them. They have a pond in the back out here. Yeah, and you can go and demo. And I did. I did a Jackson Big Rig. Was the first kayak oh, I ever cool. stepped in. And anyway, um, after that, I started chasing and finding, you know, bigger, bigger kayaks, kayaks that would suit me better. And I, I stumbled upon a new canoe, F-12. Yeah. I could stand up in that thing. I could jump around. I just had a paddle. And, you know, I learned, a, I respect the game a lot from paddling. Yeah, I started out paddling for many yeah. years, you know, and, and it's, that's when you learn about, you know, the different strokes and how to control your boat really well, you exactly. know. But I'm telling you, when you get that pedal drive, though, it's like, <laughs> man, my hands are free. I can do whatever. I can keep fishing into the wind. I, yes, sir. Yeah. 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 I yeah, said man. that when I was paddling, I said, I told, I can't remember who I told to, but I said, uh, I was like, eh, I don't, I don't need a, a pedal. I can, I, you know, get along with these paddles. As soon as I hop in that Hobie, what, what in the world? Well, who needs a paddle? That, that's, that's ridiculous. That was fun, man. You yeah. never sit on that spot and fish. That's good stuff. Yeah, you just sit on it, and, yeah. and you get to point A and point B a lot faster. And then, and then once you add an electric motor, it's even oh man, it's even more man. It's just like the range you get, and then just the extra time on the water, uh, yeah. extra time, you know, at the spot for the fish, especially on like a tournament day or something. And you really oh, need to get to that spot and get that right on time for that bite window. And then right. you, you, you know, you're just there, and you got a lot more time to. to to set up and get on that spot right. Yeah. You know, that's what a pedal drive to you set up into the wind and kind of hold your position. It's yep. just 
man, there's just so many, so many gadgets and advancements over the past few years. It just, it's just nice. They're thinking about everything for the kayaks, man. There's I every wonder, little kind of accessory you could imagine. Exactly. I kind of wonder what's next, man. You got you got motors on. You got trolling motors on these. I on know. These boats now, and so wonder what's next. So the fishery there in the area, um, in, in Jacksonville, San Augustine, Northeast Florida, um, that's pretty diverse. I mean, you you can yeah. get a mixed bag. You can catch a slam, you know, redfish, trout, flounder. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of whiting and pompano in the surf, and then, you know, cobia offshore in the summer on some of them flat days in the summer. That yeah. seems like that would be cool, something to do. Go try to find cobia or tarpon or kingfish, you know, offshore there. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of, a lot of people don't know, and I don't know if I'm gonna get flack for this, but there's a decent uh, uh, population of resident snook. Not nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but you know it's not uncommon to run across your slot, um, slot size snook. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't gotten on them, um, but I definitely know some dudes that figured it figured it out. And can, yeah, can put you on them, but yeah, everything yeah, makes one, bad. one of our my Jackson teammates up. Uh, actually lives in St. Augustine and guides down there. Bart Swab, um, he guides out of Jackson's down there in St. Augustine and, and that area. Um, you know, so he, he he's kept caught some snook down there. There's some, you know, there's some fish to be found. You know, we have some here and there too yeah. uh, around our area, you know, a little more towards Brownsville, South Padre, Port Isabel, but okay. we have a few here and there up on the middle coast and, uh, yeah. you know, we had that big freeze, you know, kind of, kind of put a damper on some things. They just passed the, uh, the new um, slot limits today. Uh, really? You know, a little emergency order. Yeah, uh, Texas Parks Wildlife along with CCA came up. Uh, it's going from uh, Sergeant down south. It's going to go to uh, um, three trout, seventeen to twenty-three instead of five at fifteen and over with only one over twenty-five. So they're going to adjust that for the for the. Um, you know, for the biomass to expand, yeah, um, with the with the spawning and everything. So, yeah, um, you know, there's a couple ways they could have went about it, but you know, I'll just trust that they know what they're doing. You know how they do? They they know yeah. what they're doing, man. Oh, I know they know they, they know <laughs> what they're doing. We'll see we'll see what happens with the fishery. I'm I'm still lucky to be catching some good ones. You know, I'm, yeah, you know, and that's one of my favorite fish, that, that speckled trout. So, you know, yeah. around that area, y'all y'all can find some pretty good fish at times. You know. And this time of year, is it is it is it cool over there in, in Jacksonville in those feeder creeks? You got to find the little deep holes and and get on them. Yeah, you got to find the uh, finding some deep holes up in there. I mean, it's not it's not difficult to do. Uh, we got some pretty deep creeks. Yes. Um, but uh, as far as the you know the water temps, they, we got a nice little snap last week, and I mean, it, like we we were shocked. It was out in the water. Said uh, Phil was air you know air temp was supposed to be like twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Real fill was like 20. Water yeah. was down in the uh, lower 40s. In the 40s. Yep. And, but mean. the redfish were still having at it like nobody's business, man. Sometimes like, it makes them even crazier. And like, I'm telling you, they were doing death rolls on the bait. Like, I ain't never seen them act like that. But yeah, you know, sometimes that colder water stunned that, stunned the bait, stunned the shrimp. Yeah. If there's yeah. shrimp still in the marsh, like we had shrimp still in the marsh on our last cold snap, and they was. And the fish was in there just acting silly on the man. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and that's I like I like redfish too, but man, that's trout guy. Trout. Oh, yeah. I'm a trout guy. Yeah, we got some uh, de- decent sized ones here. I mean, it, it it takes actually this time of year to really uh, work a pattern on them. Yeah, uh, they'll pop up, you know, on you. But uh, 
this time of year, it's you know they're more slow. This time of year, slow, slow, big bait, slow. You know what I mean? You can get them, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm stuck slow, on redfish. Yeah. I, you know I mean, I'm stuck. I'm just, I don't know what it is, man. They fight so hard, dude. I love the redfish too, but man, I just, I love. Them. I switch the trout this time of year, you know, yeah. and I do like, I do like to go find a redfish, especially when they're up in those. uh you know the little creeks in the marsh, the little deeper bends, and you can yeah. pull a crankbait and work it real slow. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I just I love a redfish bite on the crankbait. It's it's insane. Never you know, tried a little, little little square bill, especially yeah. if you can get it down to where it just barely bumps the mud and it makes little puffs of mud like a little crab going across. Uh-huh. Oh, them redfish will come up and smack it. They will just straight eat it, man. Okay. So redfish over there, though, you know, y'all got a lot bigger. Um, Title swing that we yes. have. You know, we yes. might have one or two foot at the most. And over there, you're getting, you know, four to six. Yeah. Um, so and being in a kayak in that, it's got to be the current you deal with and then the low water conditions you could put yourself in. If you're back up in a creek and off on a flat <laughs> and the water drops out, you're going to be in some mud. Uh, huh? have that, has it happened? <laughs> Speaking from experience. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a few things I want to talk about. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I, I've been bottom now, and it, it can happen easy, especially if you're on a bike, and um, you got your back to the bank. You don't really have a reference, like, in mm-hmm. front of you, and uh, you're just fishing away, and next thing I know, I'm trying to paddle out. I'm like, dude, I look down, and it's, <laughs> it's completely Can't get out. But that's the so, thing. Like, most days there, you'll have four tides. You'll have a low tide, a high tide, a low tide, and a high tide. So it'll, yeah. you know, and another – Three hours, you might be getting water back in there, but then you're gonna be stuck. <laughs> you're gonna exactly. be stuck for a while. The water moves quickly, though. You know, once once you get that slack tie, it ain't but a matter of minutes before it's turned back the other way. Yep. Depending on your wind, but yeah, I've been stuck a few times. I know a few guys are probably listening right now. They've been stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. We I've been back in some spots and had had some wind changes come in. Uh, yeah. fishing some fronts and fishing some dumps when we get a big strong front and uh, had the water just absolutely leave the area and just be yeah. you're just dragging for a couple hundred yards trying to get back to paddleable water you know it's it's pretty crazy when it happens <laughs> all parts of it you know it's all part of it yeah it, uh, it is learning new areas too it's got to be different you know especially you know like for me to go over there and fish back home on that on the east coast over there Mm-hmm. You know, I just have to take a whole different approach because I'm not used to those tide changes anymore. You know, that's what yeah. would be pretty weird about that. Man, yeah. cool yeah. deal. Well, hey, uh, while I'm thinking about it right here, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, what you got on the screen right there, that estuary coat. Oh, yeah. Is that right there? Yeah. We talk about that. What kicked off that? <clears throat> you know, what kicked off the idea to start that uh, brand, you know? Give everybody a little backstory on that and then yeah. what the brand's about, man. Definitely. The the name is is what was new. The idea has been around forever. Like I've been bouncing it back and forth between, you know, whether or not I'm gonna do it or not. But uh name, I remember flying over at Jacksonville and you know, you look down out of the plane, if you if you catch it on a good, you know, a good day, you can see you can see all these fingers of uh of rivers and creeks. Mm-hmm cutting and splitting the land up and yep. I, to me that's like one of the most beautiful things and what that represents is big water feeds little water yep. even even your creeks i mean your your uh, streams 
You get evaporation, you get precipitation, and that flows the stream. Big water feeds little water. And sure. and I think even you know, bigger than that, on a personal level, I've shown so many people how to fish to mm -hmm. feed themselves. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, long story short, a lot of the brands out here really don't have that backbone as, you know, um, in tune with the angler so much. You know what I mean? Uh, I represent the bank fishermen. I represent the guys dragging kayaks at 4.30 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? The guy stuck in the mud with the paddle or yep. the paddle drive. <laughs> yep. You know, I, I, re I represent all that because I've, I've, I've done that all. And, uh, and I know a lot of guys who, you know, fly fish in the streams and whatnot like that. I like to get into it. That's a whole different grind. And people, all people see is the pictures. You know, we holding the fish up. They don't see the grind it took to get to that yep. to that point and to figure these fish out as much as we do. Right. Um, is is a big thing. So I kind of want to capture the the essence and the beauty of fishing into a brand. Um, and real quick, everything you see, the graphics they're made by um, by me and my girlfriend in in house. <clears throat> yeah. We design everything ourselves. I wake up in the morning literally like a zombie. And I'm like, all right, this is the this is the the logo. This is what I want. You know, this is the idea. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. She'll put it together. Um, right now, I'm wearing the Redfish Swirl shirt. I don't know if I turn around see if you can yeah. catch it. If you're watching on watching, yeah, you can catch that. Oh, look at that! Check that yeah. out. Yeah, I saw I saw you had a post the other day that kind of had the the uh, the timeline of that. You know, it was a picture, and it it, it went out, and it, it exactly. showed the progression of it into the logo that actually ends up on this back of that shirt. I, I, I caught that sucker and. I tell you what, he put. A, I don't know if you can see, man. He put a nice little jab in my finger. I, mm. I think I, <laughs> I got a, a swim fin stuck in my finger from the dude, oh, man. Man, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> they them things that'll turn infected, and you'll get a, like that finger ballooning up, man. Yeah. You gotta watch that for that fish bump. Yeah. <laughs> keep an eye on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, man, that's a that's a rad shirt. You know, I know I definitely gotta I gotta head over there. And, you know. Yeah. And get me some stuff, you know. I called that one called my eye. You got one with the plastic boat division. That's a pretty cool dang logo too. Yeah. Uh, man. So what 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 kind of plans y'all got for that? Y'all y'all just rolled that out, you know, pretty new company. Yeah. Well, it's uh everything you see is kind of things I've been like uh, I've been saying for years. Uh, yeah. Just between me and my friends. <clears throat> um, but the plastic boat division mm -hmm. is literally because you know you wake up early in the morning, you you grab you got your ritual, you got your coffee or whatever you're doing, you meet your buddies or whoever, and you feel like, you know what I'm saying, like a call to action mm -hmm. <laughs> per se. So uh, I felt that was a suitable name for it. Um, but, but pretty much, and looking looking out, we we want to keep everything in-house. Yeah. You know, we want to print the shirt. We want to take the order, print the shirt, package it, slide a couple goodies in there. You know what I'm saying? You might, mm -hmm. you might get a mirror lure in, in your bag or something in a, in a handwritten note. And uh, but right now we're we're kind of limited on what we can do. We don't have shirts in bulk. You ever heard of a t-shirt shortage? Because that's yeah. what's going on that's right what's now. Going on I right never... now. <laughs> I can relate to that because I'd like to, you know, kick some stuff back off myself. You know, I, yeah. I started um, a small apparel company myself, Tidewater's Apparel, Lord. a few years back, and, and and did a couple little runs of stuff here and there, and uh, you know, had some cool stuff come out, had some hats, had some nice stuff, and then just. Yeah. This last past year was everything was like short. You know, Richardson yeah. was hard to get stuff. BAW is hard to get stuff from. Yeah. Tech, all them, all them little companies that you want to get. 
they still got like they actually got some cool cool shirts you know if yeah. you look and find the ones you need you know um but it's just been hard to get on it and then you know writing articles and, and keeping up with the, the team for jackson and just different obligations yeah. to sponsors and stuff is just you know kind of put it on the back burner you know i just yeah. kind of left it alone i still got a little bit here and there i never ended up in the red i actually made a little money here and there off of it so i got lucky um might just need to kick it back off yeah man your stuff caught my eye too man it was like uh it's pretty cool I, I like the logos i like the, the concept the name behind it and, and and the back the backstory of it's real really cool so for yes, sure man. i yeah, appreciate it ahead, hopefully hopefully see some growth and uh probably gonna see a couple orders my name come on through there here bring it on man bring it so on. i need to go ahead and order me a couple things yeah we get your get discount on. code started too anybody, <laughs> anybody want to check it out you know go through you there you yeah. go shoot yeah man yeah. so being that you're over there, have you have you had a chance to to dive into any of the the, the tournaments? Uh, I, I I okay. So <clears throat> the job that got me here was the worst thing ever. I was a manager for FedEx. Dude. I had never had a day off. Oh so man, I couldn't plan it. I can't. I couldn't plan a tournament. You know what I mean? Um, I kind of just within the you know past year, my schedule's been a lot more flexible. What I'm doing now, yeah. And I definitely plan on it this year. I just got my hobby actually. Um, yeah. I think it was about about four months ago, and you know that's that's a game changer for me, and I can get to the spots I want to fish, and fish it the way I want to. So this year, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to get in some tournaments. Actually, I think I'm doing a a sheepheads tournament coming up uh, next month. Oh, cool deal! Yes, sir. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, that's one of the uh, the forgotten fish, man, that people don't realize. Uh, you know, they roam the flats too a little bit oh, here yeah. in the winter. We got some some shell and some reefs that they'll, yeah. they'll frequent. And uh, they're fun to sight cast too, the little uh, crab imitation lures, like the cranker crab or the uh, yeah, the savage gear makes one. Yeah, them things are pretty dang fun to catch, man. And they're, and they're pretty good table fare too. They got oh, a sweet, sweet white meat. You just got to take your time cleaning them. And, Those ribs. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're, they're some great uh, – Grading fish and they fight, man. They they put up a good fight too. Those are some deceitful fish, man. When you fighting those things, you yeah, I'm I'm thinking like, man, this is this is big right here. This is big, mm -hmm. and it, all of them fight. All sizes just give you a run for their money, man. There That's there's crazy. some there's some areas I target that that I I could pull some good trout off of structure. Yeah, and I've caught some you know 22, 23 inch sheephead on soft dines. Ooh, and just think, man, what in the world do I got? <laughs> and then oh, things pull and drag. And woo. That, that yeah. would mess me up right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then triple tail, too. That's another one. Oh, man. I still, I hooked yeah. one uh, right at the beginning of the fall. I hooked one and I couldn't turn it and it broke me off into the structure. It was a pretty dang good one. Them boys don't play. <laughs> they yeah, do not play. Fight. I know y'all have them over there, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> move around move in and out here and there you know with the water temps and everything but man that area over there i sure i sure do like that area i'm gonna have to come on you know, man I, I fish it in boats out of you know in, in banks out as a kid but yeah i really want to get over there and get the kayak I, I, i'm gonna have to make a trip over there but, oh, yeah tournaments over there there's plenty of stuff you're gonna have some opportunities you know like it's like you were saying you know you get your schedule lined out and all that there's some pretty yeah. good stuff that goes on over that way good stuff oh, yeah. We have, we're having fun over here, man. <laughs> oh, having fun. Sure, man. So what about yeah, the growth in the uh 
in the kayak fishing um, community over there are, are, you know, you can you pretty much go to a launch and like find some solitude or are you seeing people, a lot of people on the water? Okay, so the areas where you see a lot of people, at, those are the areas obviously overfish, but you know, boaters, kayakers alike. <clears throat> um, but in the same token, there's a community of kayak fishermen who, you know, take it serious. They take the time to research and we find each other in the same areas. And, you know, any given time you go out, we're talking about sliding into the water, not not on a boat ramp. Not on a boat ramp, yeah. Trees. Yeah, yeah you're talking about in the brush. Um, and uh, no, you, you really won't, man. And it's, it's nice to know that you can go out to your spot fish your spot and you know you know boats can't get up in there yep and it's just y'all just you and the boys so i have some awesome marsh areas like this that that you can't little culverts you have to go through and and stuff (laughs) and there's no boats getting back there it's it's actually pretty cool that's that's the whole thing that kind of you know pushed me towards that kayak was just opening up the area (laughs) and that that freedom to launch wherever you found a public area that you could slide into the water at yeah that's a big deal that's yeah. a big deal for that kayak. You know, it yeah. opens up a lot of opportunities and places you can fish. It's a real, it's a real tool, dude. Like yeah. you're talking about the advantages of kayak and um, the the stealthiness of it. If you approach it the right way, you can literally catch these fish. I locked eyes so many times with redfish; they didn't even know I was there. Just locked eyes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, oh shoot, you can see me. You can see me. <laughs> it's just, you know, you're in there with them. And you have so many shots at these fish yeah. that you wouldn't have. Um, they can hear, hear you coming, you know, they'll get locked jaw, or yeah. they might take off and, and head up a few bends. You know, you never know. But the kayak definitely is a, is a viable tool. Stealth. Like, yeah. there's there's times I've I've caught some good solid trout that I know if I would have been wade fishing that area from the silt I stir up or from the crunching on the shell, mm-hmm. I would have spooked the fish long yeah. before I got a shot at them. Right, right. Being in that kayak has definitely afforded me a few more opportunities for sure. You're right. I talk to my boat, my boat friends. I got a lot of guys. I've fished some tournaments out of boats with them and, you know, wade fishing and, you know, drifting flats for redfish and this and that. But, you know, I just said, you just can't beat the stealthiness of that kayak. You can't do it. You You can't beat it. You cannot do it, man. I stand. I like standing up and fishing too. Um, Yeah. It's still from a boat to a kayak. That's still a lower profile, as far as projecting a shadow, you know, on the yep. water. Um, I in the summertime I throw net for mullet, you know yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, those mullet are not dumb, you know what I mean. You, oh. you, you know, you gotta you gotta really sneak up on those mullet in that kayak. I man, I'm telling you, just you just glide up on them and pop them with the net. They never know what's coming. <laughs> and that's for bait. You use that for that's, bait. Sometimes. I, I use that for bait. I, I'm, I'm I am. I do everything. Uh, I do lure, lure soft baits. I do hard baits. I do yep. top water pop. You know all that stuff. Sometimes they want them mullet, man. They want them little finger mullet or, or mud minnows, glass minnows. Yeah, that was the case last week. Last weekend, they would not take lure. Wouldn't do it. Do a little mud minnow on. Game on. Lights out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> lights out. Exactly. We talking about baits now, so I'm gonna throw one out there for you. Yes, sir. Uh, big baits, big fish. Yes. No. What you think? Sure. This is this is going to be controversial, man. I think that's that's one of those questions. So it can. <clears throat> I'm gonna start by saying, fellas, size does matter to a certain extent. 
Um, but it depends on when you use that bait. So if you're writing notes down right now, trying to you know learn something and figure it out, don't write that at the top. Wait for it, okay? The wintertime trout, especially uh, here, they the bigger trout like a bigger bait um, with a slower presentation. It's an easy meal for them. It's an easy target, all in all. They don't have to risk much to get it. Um, but my experience with redfish, I, I just I can't put that same pattern together with a redfish. Yep. You know, I've thrown little little live target shrimp out, and I've caught some bull. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I'd say for trout, go go big in the wintertime. And that, sure. that definitely works. Yeah. Yeah, this time of year, though, like, man, them little Ned Ned Rick-style baits for the redfish yeah. are, are killer. And little small yes, shrimp imitations, the bugs, lures, uh, and oh, the little crankbaits. I throw the little 1.5 crankbaits and catch some monster redfish. It's crazy. I got to try that out, man. I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if they'll take that here. I'll, I'll try it. Yeah. Not, a, <laughs> not a wake bait, an actual crankbait yeah. that runs like three to five foot deep. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Chat, Chatterbait, Chatterbaits too. I've well, tried rattle traps. I've caught res on rattle traps. Yeah. Uh, I don't really like using those so much. They they pick up so much crap. So. Yeah, yeah. they run a little yeah. bit deeper. If you can find like the, the, the right size square build, it'll work and it'll yeah. be able to drag it through and, and work it around shell. It'll bounce off shell too. The lip will just hit the shell and kind of bounce back up. Just like it I'm trying to see. You're a big bass fisherman. I'm yeah, just, I, fish a, I fish a lot. Bass fish a lot too. I just mess around a little bit, man. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna try that out. I appreciate that. I transition too. a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, bass lures, yeah. big glide baits, swim baits, big swim baits, seven, eight inch swim baits for trout, yeah. um, jerk baits. That's a that's a big thing this time of year. Is suspending uh, jerk baits. Yes, sir. You know, especially around deep shell, deep shell. You know, five, seven foot deep, and getting that bait down and just. You know, a couple quick jerks and just pause it, and just twitch, twitch, and just let it sit for two, three seconds. And then sometimes they'll two, three, four seconds, and then doink, and then they'll smoke it, man. You know, that's, a, that's some long pauses right there. See, a lot of guys yeah. can't do that. They just know yeah. burn, burn, yeah. burn. And I actually, I actually fish, uh, you know, the corky fat boys. I actually, I'll actually count those down and fish those in pretty deep water, you know, around structure. Um, you know, a lot of people fish those, you know, sometimes, you know, you get your warmer days and the trout will move up onto the flats here and kind yeah. of feed as it warms up, you know, after fronts, you know, our water temp can get down in, you know, upper 40s and that. But you'll get a couple of, you know, warm afternoons and those fish might move up onto the flats. But there's days post front, like the day after those fish will be weighed, they'll be backed off back in that deeper water and I'll find mm -hmm. them on structure and use that. I'll count that corky down <clears throat> or, you know, a 17 MR uh, mirror lure. Oh, yeah. Um, or jerk baits over the structure, same thing. You know, it's just there's so much, there's so much stuff out there to, to throw. It's just like it can be confusing for sure. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, got, I got a guy, I got a buddy. He, he's just have something to look at him. He's looking in his, his tackle box. He's like, What did I throw? I'm like, Man, just choose something, pick something, man. Pick something, yep. Yeah. Bright and sunny, clear water, throw something natural, throw something a little bit of sparkle to it. Green back, yeah, you know, yep. Yeah, Cloudy, overcast. <laughs> Throw something a little darker. Yeah. Dirty water, put a little chartreuse, put a little something bright. The chartreuse will get them. I, I, that's what mm -hmm. I keep for dirty Lime trues. Yeah. Uh, with some disco flake, that little iridescent flake in it. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. Sir. Big fish, big baits at times. I, I see that. Yeah. The trout this time of year, the slower, uh, slower, bigger, slower presentation, um, you know, definitely hands down 
taste of cake, you know, for me too. They'd rather spend, you know, energy chasing that one big bait to hold them over exactly. than having to spend all that energy trying, you know, more energy trying to catch, you know, five, two inch, three inch mullet. They'd rather mm -hmm. eat a 10 inch mullet and be done. They're smart. Eat, eat like three days later. You know, they are smart. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they, they don't get big for not exactly <laughs> for <being> stupid. <laughs> yeah, those trout release over twenty because they know what they're doing. <laughs> oh yeah, they sure do. They uh, man, yeah. and that's a great program too. You know, oh, I've, yeah, had, yeah. I've had David on on the podcast too, Dave Vlad <laughs> yeah. uh, from I Strike uh, Fishing and and the Release Over Twenty Initiative, and yeah. and uh, you know that's a great thing. I always try to you know release fish. I don't think I've kept one single trout since the freeze. I've released yeah. every trout that I've caught. Yeah, I, you know all the all the twenty inch fish. I always log them and, and put them into that program. It's a great deal. Yeah. You know we, we do have some great resources like Chris Bush with Speckle Truth. I'm rocking this shirt right now, Ashley. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris Bush has got a good thing. Articles and yeah. he does have the podcast also. Um, I have to bring him on one of these days. I know he he gets a lot of the the old school salts, the old legends in, in trout fishing. It has That'd some good dope. stuff. Check, check him out. He, uh, yeah. he, he has some good, good content and, and writes some damn good articles too. Um, yeah. give some shout outs, some of buds out there. Uh, but yeah, man, this, uh, this kayak fishing thing, Whew, man, it's like what you were talking to at the beginning, you know, just like, uh, just time consuming takes <laughs> every little moment you get a free, like, I'm gonna fish. I mean, I I'll even fish before work. Like I wake up at two in the morning to go fish for two hours before I go to work, or I'll or yeah. I'll bring my stuff with me and I'll fish for two hours after work. You know, on certain days if I'm like in a long line yeah. tournament or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm like all over it, man. I oh. I think that's what I noticed about uh, you know out there where you are, where you guys are. Y'all have more places to put in a kayak, don't you? We have a lot of places to put in kayak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of it's kind of you know tough. Sometimes it's tough. You got to get out to these uh these places that everybody you know everyone's there. Boaters are yeah. there. Um, but uh, but yeah, I know I did notice that you guys can pretty much pull over almost anywhere on on yes. you know and slide we, on in. So we have a lot nice. of water access in the in the bay systems and, and stuff around here, and a lot of places you can actually walk in and wade fish from the yeah. from the back there. You know, yeah. which is pretty That's cool. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. I'm very fortunate in my area. I'm 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 close to some really good bass fishing lakes and some power plant lakes. And then I'm I mean I'm you know hour and fifteen minutes from Corpus, forty five minutes from Rockport. You know Matagorda's hour and fifteen minutes, Surfside, Freeport, Galveston. You know all under two hours. Uh, See, all those places are familiar because I watch those guys. On on YouTube, you I watch some of YouTube's know, guys. Trail Chaser, MDLR. Trail Chaser, I fish with Trail Chaser. That's a that's a cool dude, man. Yeah, he's, he's on he's on the fly David, right now. David's a good dude, man. He's a good yeah. dude. He did a cool deal with that little that little skiff he has, and then uh, you know, there's a I I have a channel I haven't posted since December of 2019. Because <laughs> it's just too time consuming to. I'd rather just get great. Some good pictures and and content than than work yeah, about editing on the boys. You know, it, it's just it's you have to put a lot in it to to really build your following on YouTube with the uh, yeah. you know the algorithm. You really need to post like once a week, you know, a video a week and stuff. And I just you know I'll put one up every now and then. if I feel like filming, I feel like filming. Most of the time, if I'm on the fish, I'm just catching fish. See, that's that's a tough one for me yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I, I I've lost fish going for that button. <laughs> 
oh, going yeah. over court, but yeah. and I hate doing it. So, but yeah, yeah and I'm not one to name spots either. I, I just can't get down with that thing right there. Uh, <laughs> somebody can figure out where where I'm fishing by my background. I know I've said this before in my podcast, but yes. <laughs> I'm not yeah, for the spot yeah. burning for the like for the. <laughs> I'm not big on. Yeah, you got to tilt the camera down at the you know at the at the yak, yeah. so they can't yeah, see around you. Man. I've already had words with some that like fish some areas that are well known in like tournament anglers and stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, they just put it on blast, and next thing you know, there's like freaking twelve freaking kayaks unloaded Ooh. like <laughs> one morning we were fishing a tournament, and there's usually like just. The couple guys who fish tournaments are the ones yeah. launching in this area, and there was like twelve other kayakers, and they're all like cookie cutter, like just like some of the other guys. <laughs> it's, just, it's pretty funny. It's pretty good, you know. But yeah, you. But on the flip side, like some of these guys that are out there, they do put out some decent content and do put out yeah. some decent tips and tactics, you know. Which they do. I give them credit for that. Nathan, I just finished today. I spent the whole day watching Nathan, <clears throat> and uh. Yep. Yeah, he he. I watched him from the beginning. That dude really tuned in. He's tuned in. He's on. Oh yeah, Southern yeah. Salt. Yeah, yeah, Southern uh, Salt. Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Southern Salt. I fish that area. I love that. I've caught some giant redfish on crankbaits over there, like forty inch plus redfish on little bitty two and a half inch crankbaits. That's nice. I'm telling you, that see? that place is insane over there, and there's some good trout over there too. Yeah, yeah I see him on trout too. He gets on them. Yeah. Yeah, that man. I love. I just love all fishing. I, if I can just fish everywhere, all the way across the coast, and from here to towards Florida, all the way back up. And, yeah. You know, I'm already planning trips in my head. I was like, man, I want to go to Virginia next year in October to chase some big hey. trout with Charlie Church. And I've had him on and, and Miguel Madrano and Thomas Lee. Yeah. I want to go up there because, man, the, the trout fishery, the numbers right now that they're yeah. seeing this year, if they don't get a big freeze next year, it's going to be freaking stupid. And that's exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what happened when I was there. It wasn't like that when I was there. Mm -hmm. Um, about I'll say about a few, maybe four years ago, three years ago, is when I started seeing them. Like mm -hmm. these dudes are in the marsh bagging 20s, uh, mid 20s, upper 20s, they, and in numbers too. So, yep, uh, I kind of want to go back home, <laughs> take a little bit. Yeah, the fall up there, they said, is just amazing, you know, yeah. it just you know. Won't dive in. They didn't dive into too many details again. Yeah. But yeah, and that's how it is here. Once that fall kicks in here, we got a good little run of stuff. And, yeah. You know, in the winter, I, I kind of shift full speed for trout, you know, during the winter. Though I do go catch some redfish every now and then. But yeah. man, it's just a big old yellow mouth coming up. Yeah. I, I, like I know what you mean. It's just, I don't know the redfish, man. It's like a trout. You get them, you set hook on them, he pulls, he gives that, you know, that one fight at the at the boat that determines whether he's going to spit that lure you know he's going to get the best of you or not and uh the the redfish fight is like i don't know this is i feel helpless and i like it I, I use low low pro bait casters yeah you know i'm talking about 10 to 10 to 20 pound braid yeah. um 10 to 15 pound fluorocarbon mm -hmm. and i'm 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 literally i got that rod bent over and i love it you know what i mean oh yeah so uh redfish is, is my go is, that's my go-to fish for sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can't beat their the drag screaming pulls they have. You know, yeah. if, if anybody's, you know, I got some of the other hosts on on, on our podcasts uh, that were part of Palafin. You know, they're like, man, I'll come down. And, I need to come down and 
fish dust and get on some redfish. I'm like, man, come on. You, you're going to have one hit or you're going to have one blow up in your top water. You're like, what the hell is yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a dang cinder block thrown in the water. Bam, exactly. When they're, yeah. when they're schooling over here, they'll they'll school and they'll be like be like 50, 65, 75 redfish coming. And it'll be crazy. birds following them, like doing yeah. hopscotch. That's what I call it. And then just run up on them and just rip one out. And you go catch back up to them if they don't split up. Yeah. Rip another one out. What you're doing is dangerous out. right now. I want to call out of work for tomorrow. Yeah, look at the water. All right, <laughs> I know, right? I gotta be there tomorrow too. My next day's off Monday, so I'm, uh, yeah. I'm definitely hitting. I don't care if it's raining or lightning, or whatever. I'm, I'm on the water. I mm -hmm. am on the water for yes, sure, <clears throat> man. We uh, we rolling through. I got this little list here, and then uh, I just kind of wanted to go over a couple other things with you. Um, you know, getting in that kayak, you know, and staying organized. That's a big, big plus for me. You know, what is one of your favorite accessories that you've had uh, or found over the years kayak fishing that definitely aids in that organization? You got anything in particular you'd like to use or? Yeah, uh, right now, being I do have a Hobie, I use the, uh, the Hobie Ben, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know, but it's like a, a H-rail attachment. It's yes. a nice, yeah, nice size Ben. I can put my, my leader line in there. Um, but it has a tray on the top. And what I like to do, if I find the fish, say I have a live bait on, if I find a decent bite of fish, I'll put that live bait up or I'll, you know, change out and jig it, but I can keep it there. I don't have to open up a Plano, pop it open, put it back, yeah. throw it in the boat, run the risk of getting stuck in me. Um, it keeps me organized and I'm not by by any means an organized guy <laughs> but that man, <laughs> it keeps me it keeps me me sane while i'm while i'm fishing on the water um but yeah that that definitely is my i can't i can't fish without it at, at this point i've come a long way with it i keep everything in there yeah yeah there's a lot of great companies that make that just like you said you got the hrl attachments you got a little bin yeah. it's got little cutouts you can hang lures on it yeah. you put pliers in there you put everything and there's a company up you know, the sports podcast that I'm a part of their team. Yak Gadget has a lot of great accessories too. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be near as organized if I didn't have their, their low pro crate in the back uh, loaded <laughs> down and then their, their little uh, organization uh, bags that fit on the back of the seat or there's, a little, those, yeah. there's one on the side that holds my paddle and two rods horizontally. So I can yeah. lay my rods down real quick, you know, and get underneath something low yeah. or something. If I want to throw them in there, you know, just like, that to me is a big, big part of, of, of for me is like being organized and having everything in the same place every time, yeah. especially when you get in onto tournament days and you already don't want stuff getting in your head. You want to know where that I could reach down at net's going to be there every time I could reach over here and my pliers are there every time. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, I preach that if I, if I'm out, you know, if I'm doing something, writing an article or say got to do a seminar on something, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about organization. That's like, man, that's a big part to me. Yeah. It's like, I, man, I got to stay organized. <laughs> I, I, I really had a hard time, you know, organizing in the uh, new canoe with the, the, you know, the paddle mm -hmm. <clears throat> because you needed so much clearance to clear that yeah. paddle. Yeah. So now in the Hobie, I'm like, oh man, okay. All right. This is how I'm going to do it. I got all kind of room now. Yep. Yeah. I got my rods on my left side. Um, I got my in action rod holder sitting up here on the uh on the right side of me um but i utilize all of the storage compartments 
Uh, the sure. under seat, I got two 3600s on, under me, two tier for my yeah. hard baits. I got my soft plastics on the back of my seat. Um, and in, in, in the front compartment, that's where I keep my terminal tackle, my jig heads and whatnot. So I'm an organized dude now. I'm a force to be reckoned with now. There you go. I know, my, I know I, I used those. Uh, <laughs> Plano makes some, Bass Mafia makes some tackle warehouse. Has some, but they're called the money bags. They're like a big yeah. plastic Ziploc bag, but they're like thick. Yeah. And that's what I throw my soft plastics in there. I throw them there and put them right behind a seat. You know, fits right in there above my battery, and then my, yeah. then I got my boxes lined up in my in my in my crate, and it's just you know stuff like that. That little that little rail attachment mm -hmm. to, to organize my fish grip, my pliers, and keep everything. I got a cup holder, a couple of them. Couple cup holders go a long way too. Throwing some jig heads oh. and some little extra stuff in there all the time. <laughs> I got to clean all that out when I get home. I got like a <laughs> in there, wake bait, spinner bait, uh, you know, redfish magics, you uh, know, yeah, all of them. My cup holder, my cup holder starts out with a red bull in the morning, mm -hmm. and then by the time I, I I load back up, ain't no telling what's in that cup holder that I yeah. got to get out before I hit the road. I use a trailer, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I come off a rough day, and they'd be like. Freaking plastic tails everywhere, shrimp imitation, <laughs> paddle tail, uh, flute, you know, <laughs> four top waters on the floor, like two yeah. wake baits in the cup holder and jerk baits. And in the winter, it's corkies everywhere. Like, and then I got to get home and clean them. I yeah. hang them all up. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm lucky. I got a pretty good garage. And my trailer just backs right up in there and I just slide my kayaks off on the it, you know, if I don't want to drag the trailer. And we then, you know, I got a good rack. I hang all my baits and let them dry and, you know, I, I like, I like that. I need to clean it up more often. Or not, it's like a dang. Look like oh, a tackle right there. Now, I, got, I got. I'm, I'm working on a reel right now. The drag yeah. is uh, needs some attention. <clears throat> but um, I forget, man. People, everybody does it. You get mm -hmm. off the water, you're so tired from dragging and all that stuff like. That. Yeah. I completely forgot I dunked the reel. <laughs> man. And, you know that, that's that's no good. I got to break it all the way down and. Yep. Break it all <clears> down <throat> and clean it. Yes, sir. Sure do. Yep. That that's a big plus of uh of being on top of things too is real maintenance and maintaining your gear. That's another yep. thing. I could I could talk a whole segment about that. For real. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, yeah. It, it, some people need to hear it though. Landing a fish that. though. That can keep yeah. you from landing the fish of your life right there. Yeah. I, I, tell, real, them, I tell people I tell people all the time, come prepared. Come prepared. Yep. I mean, clean clean your reels and make sure the drag's right. Um, because you never make know sure when, when that fish of a lifetime is gonna hit. Retie them knots. Retie them knots. I, I yeah. get lazy sometimes. I run my hand. Fresh leader on there. Yeah. Fresh leader on there. That 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 jig has been sitting there for two weeks and you hadn't fished. There's Rusty. definitely been Go some rust and it been putting some <laughs> putting some some soft spots in that leader line. Ooh. Especially at the knots. Yes, you had a knot fail. That's a heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Yeah, right yeah, there, man. Yeah. You want to minimize Dude. those mistakes? Yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I, it's happened to me, so I speak from experience, right? There. <laughs> yeah, you want you want to bite. You don't want to like you know, you you second guess retying sometimes. Like, is it really that bad? And then you'll find yeah. out when you, when you hook the right one and it's gone. Yep, I do. I do use um, Twitch Twitch fish clips for my top waters. That's yeah, I've heard of them, um, buddy. Yeah, they're out of Louisiana. Yeah, they're out of Louisiana. They're some, they're pretty good. I, I haven't had one of those fail. Now some of the the little twist ones from Norman, I've had those break. Mm -hmm. 
and pull apart on big redfish. But the twitch fish clips, I haven't had anything break on them yet. A tactical anglers, but you know, I use them back. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the very, very similar, I believe, to the twitch yeah. fish. Very similar. Yeah. yeah. FG yeah. Knot, FG Knot, and then that tactical angler clip. Mm -hmm. uh, ain't nothing breaking unless, you know, it's malfunction, dude. Yeah. That FG Knot is, is tough. Beat. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, you can get get it tied right. They're just hard to tie on the water sometimes. Oh, and I don't know. I don't do it on uh, Uni Knot on the water, but. Yeah, I'll do <laughs> an Alberto. I'll do an Alberto on the water. Yeah, I'll do a crazy Alberto. Uni, but at home, yeah. if I got a time to tie FG knots and all my leaders the night before, I'll do all FGs. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I'm <laughs> in. Well, dude, man, I appreciate you coming on the show tonight, man. That's Thanks a, for having me, man. Good stuff, dude. And uh, estuary code taking off, man. I'm hoping that uh, hoping that blows off, blows up, you know, blows up and, and takes off. I do too, um, man. I, you know, I hope, I hope we can, uh, uh, we all, you know, end up learning from all this. Uh, because I'm not hiding nothing. We homegrown, we right here with it, man. Doing it right it. now, right yes, there. Yeah, y'all can give him, give Mac a follow at estuary code on social media. You know, it's uh, at estuary.co e-s-t-u-a-r-y dot c-o and then also he's got a, his other account you know the plastic boat boy go go give him a follow man go show him some love uh show us what what, what the uh, tide chasers do man we'll support each other and and, and yes. bring that community closer together that's that's what that's what it's all about that's what this guy that's what the big thing about kayak fishing that really made me love the speedy sport even more was all the camaraderie with everybody once you meet everybody at tournaments and hanging out yeah. You know, the greatest people it's been made, pretty dang cool, man. So, yeah. man, that's awesome. I, I appreciate you coming on the show, taking your time to come out and chat with me. Uh, you got anybody you want to thank, sponsors, support? Uh, yeah, anything, yeah. You know, shout out anybody. Just get. Yeah, um, I want to give a shout out to, uh, and these are all Instagram names. Uh, mm -hmm. Rich Fishing, uh, North Florida Kayak Fishing, uh, Johnny Two Swole, and Franco Fishes. My boy's out at a tournament right now. I think he's off the water. Uh, off the water today. He's, he's the term is over, but um, you go you know, go over to IG, uh, those names out, and you have some great content, man. Yeah, yeah, they'll be fishing. Is that the the, the extreme kayak series for the selfish? Yeah. Is that Frank yeah. Franco? Um, Franco, yeah, no, what's his uh, last name? Not, uh, not yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, I follow him too. And Johnny, I need to get old Tootswole on the podcast too. <laughs> John, hey, make hey, you listening, man, you come on. Richard, too. yeah, yeah, he all y'all. Oh, he's about to get all y'all on there. Shoot, we'll be tuning in. Hey, uh, man, have some party, party guests up on here. Matt McLeese at uh Retailers Reef, uh, man, he has a great, a great shop, uh, good knowledge, uh, a lot of equipment, you know, that we here use and mm -hmm. get the job done. And he's in tune with the fishing community, man. So, check him out, Matt McLeese. Oh, cool deal, yes, man. Shoot, yeah, well, man. Great show, man. I appreciate you coming on and sharing everything with everybody. Y'all go give yeah. Mac a, a follow and check out his, his company, Estuary Co. Appreciate that, Check man. it out. Website, check it out. Facebook, yeah. Instagram, it's all over there. Uh, yes, get some stuff rolling. Get some of his, some love out there. So once again, uh, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate everybody <laughs> tuning in and listening. This show wouldn't be where it is without the, the listeners and support from everybody out there. Thanks again for uh, supporting Chasing the Tide and the Paddle FM Podcast Network. And we'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Peace.